Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Well, I'm going to share a word this morning, and um, I titled it, At the Table. And as my thoughts went to Mother's Day, it also made me think about the family and all the special moments that the family shares together. How many of you know that when the family gets together and begins to share those special moments, it's really special to a mother? And the kitchen is one of the places that a lot of these memories take place. You know, you maybe you've heard this before, but the kitchen is called the heart of the home. And it's where meals and memories are made. It's where families and friends gather, where traditions are born, and where stories are told around the table over and over. But unfortunately, we don't see it happening as much these, these days. But for generations of the past, there were some pretty special times that happened at the table. Memories were made at the table. Family dinner, you know, was a place where you would come together with the family and unwind and just enjoy time sitting around the table. Laughter and conversations could be shared over a home-cooked meal. Does anybody still know what that is? And maybe there were even moments where each person would share about the moments of their day. For generations past, the mom taught the children how to set the table and maybe even taught them about some table manners. And Sunday lunch, oh, that was the best of all because that's when mama pulled out the big guns, you know, the fried chicken and the ham. Come on, y'all hungry already? There was quality time spent at the table. Rarely eating in front of the TV unless it was for a special occasion. And honestly, thank God there were no cell phones to distract. The focus was on a conversation, and these truly were valued moments full of memories that last a lifetime. I have many of those memories where I shared many special moments sitting around the table at my grandmother's house. But unfortunately, moments like this don't happen much for families today because we feel like we're so busy. We're so overwhelmed by life, we're so tired, and we're so unfocused, honestly. And if you talk to people, they're just so overcome with their schedule. You know, we just feel like we're doing good if every human being in the family gets food and finds a spot to eat it, right? Mothers, true, they do have an incredible responsibility. And the truth is, it's true, it's sometimes it's just downright overwhelming. All the moms in the house say amen doesn't matter the age of your children because you know no matter how old they get they're always gonna be your babies I read about a woman who telephoned a friend and asked how she was feeling terrible the lady replied oh my head is splitting and my back and legs are killing me the house is a mess and honestly the kids are driving me crazy with much sympathy the caller said listen Go lie down, I'll come right over, I'll cook lunch for you, clean up the house, and I'll take care of the children while you get some rest. By the way, how is your husband John doing? John, the complaining mother said, I don't have a husband named John. My goodness, the calling woman said, I must have dialed the wrong number. There was a very long pause, and then 
there were these words from the mother. But like, are you still coming over? <laughs> the mother was hopeful that she'd still be right over to do all the chores, take care of the children, and to make life simple. Life is crazy. Life is busy. Life is tiring. But you know what? That's when we try to do life in our own strength. When we live in our own strength, that's the life we see, an overwhelmed life. That's the life we experience. But when we understand that being a mother is a gift and that it's a calling that God has placed upon our lives, we come to realize that when God calls, He equips. And for all of us today, no matter the season of life we're in, when God calls you, He's going to equip you for every season. The calling of a mother is to teach her children how to place their faith in God. But how many of you know that the devil has a lie for every calling? Come on, somebody, you've experienced that. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies, and that he is. One lie that we believe as mothers, if we aren't focused, is that by providing clothes, toys, and material goods for our children that we're blessing them. And certainly that is a form of blessing. But how many of you know it is not the sustaining rock of life? The Bible warns against having our eyes on earthly things as a means of success. Now today, as I reference mothers, because it's Mother's Day, I'm asking that each of you in the room prepare your heart to receive something from God. Doesn't matter if you're a mother in the house today, God has something for you. God has something for everyone watching online today. Because the truth is, we all have the choice to control the focus of our life. Come on, somebody. You have the choices in your life. You make the choices, and your choices control the focus of your life. We have the choice to make a difference. We can make a difference, or we can stand idly by watching things in chaos, watching things in turmoil, and certainly not seeing things in our lives being all that God intended for them to be. Yet the whole time, we serve a God that has given us tools, and He's given us gifts, and He's given us the power to live an abundant life. If we want to see things change in our church, be the difference maker. If you want to see the Spirit move in your life in a fresh new way, how about you be the one to move and let the Spirit do something in you today, amen? If you want to see a change in this community, if you want to see a change in this nation, it begins with the choices that you make in your family. Allowing your focus to be where God intends for it to be. So I ask today, where is your focus? Matthew 6, 19 through 24 says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on this earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where the thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible teaches us that the blessing of a mother is seen in her faith. Her faith that shares truths with her family that money cannot buy. Living out of faith that shows them that God gives us a peace that passes all understanding in the most difficult portions of our journey. A faith that says that we serve Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. A faith that shows that when we walk through the fire that Jesus is there with us and we're going to come out shining bright on the other side with nothing upon us, no smoke, nothing burnt because God is our protection and He is our refuge. A faith that is built on the rock, 
not shifting sand. So when the storms of life come, our families will be found solid and our families will be found strong in Christ Jesus alone. Abraham Lincoln said, better to be without some of the world's goods and have the grace of God alive in a mother's heart than to have riches. How many of you know riches are nothing without the Redeemer? When I was growing up, there were two people who were very influential in my life. They were very special to me. You see, I only got to meet my granddaddy on my mother's side and my grandma on my daddy's side. And these two people poured a lot into my life. They were very influential to me. And the material things that these people had certainly are memories in my mind. And there's a picture there. I'm sitting in the middle, and that's my granddaddy and grandma. And when I look at them, I hear their faith calling out to me. I hear the things that they poured into my life and how their faith impacted me. But I also have memories in my mind of the material things, such as here's a picture of the tree in the back of my grandma's yard. And I can see myself there now as I spent much time at her house and I would play on this tree and run around. The, just a wonderful memory of spending time in my grandma's backyard. I tried to find a picture of the plot of land where my granddaddy's house used to sit, but uh, myself or my mother didn't have one. But we ride by that plot of land often, and I can see in my mind my granddaddy's house sitting there. And what a memory that is as he and I would share time on his screened-in porch and just have such wonderful memories of that. His house is not there anymore. It's been burned down because of safety reasons, but oh, the memories. And even though I have memories of the physical moments, you know, the memories that impacted me the most are the spiritual moments. I mean, the ones where my grandma and granddaddy both taught me about a strong faith. Not only did they tell me stories of the faithfulness of God almost daily as I spent time with them, but they also told me how much God loved me. And they told me what a loving God expected of me in return. They also influenced me greatly by the life they lived before me. You see, I spent the night with my grandmother many nights as I saw her deal with an alcoholic son. And that son oftentimes would rage through the house and be very unkind to her, for lack of better words. But in that moment, what I witnessed in my grandmother was a praying mother for her son. I saw her not only worry for him, but she took that worry to God in prayer as I sat and looked on. I saw a grandfather that battled many physical trials, yet he pushed through to be at the house of God when the doors opened. And let me tell you, he took his assigned seat on the third row from the front on the right-hand side. He took opportunity to instruct me even as we traveled to the drugstore to grab an orangeade. You see, your faith will influence and impact people way past your lifetime. Did you get that this morning? Your faith, not the person next to you, not just your grandma's faith, but your faith can influence people way past your lifetime. Of all the duties of a mother, none is so important as to teach her children to have faith in God. As we sit around our tables or on our sofas, as we ride in the car or sit in the school drop-off line, as we have visits with our adult children or have moments to play with the grandkids, let's remember this, Deuteronomy 6, 7 through 9. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. 
Get them inside of you and then get them inside of your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning till you fall in the bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorpost of your home and on your city gates. Let's talk about the goodness of God. We sang about it this morning. Oh, God, you have been faithful. Oh, God, you have been good, and your truth shall never fail. Talk about it. Talk about the faith that is within you wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. And, you know, I thought about that, and I thought, my goodness, one good, great awesome place to start is that we begin to understand that it is so important that God be the same person to us at home that he is in the church house. People around you can recognize the faith in you. People around you can call out authentic and sincere faith. Your children know. Your family is influenced and impacted by the words you say and the life you live. Not just your family, but anybody in your circle every day can call out genuine and sincere faith in you. In 2 Timothy, we see this very thing happen, and honestly, it's pretty awesome. We see someone recognizing the faith in someone else. In 2 Timothy, we see a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. Paul loved Timothy like he was his own son. And this was a special recognition because uh, in the day of Paul's day, women were rarely recognized for anything. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7 together. It says, Paul, as an as apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, Grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Paul is reminding Timothy that the faith he possesses is the same faith that he saw in his grandmother and his mother. How awesome is that, that he called out the faith that was within him? How powerful is that? Think about that. And I understand that there are some mothers with a faith in which their children have rejected and some children have faith that their mother doesn't seem to have any faith. But I'd like to tell you this morning, it doesn't change your faith. It doesn't change the power that is in the faith that is within you to make a difference in this generation. After Paul called out the influence of faith that he saw in Timothy, he said, I know there have been tears. I know there have been tears, but I am filled with joy, recognizing the faith that is within you. He reminds him, church, to stir up the gift of faith, and then proceeds to remind him, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, but of love and a sound mind. Paul is calling out a sincere faith in Timothy. And you know what's amazing about this? 
It's not a perfect faith. It's not a polished faith. The Word says it is a sincere faith. Some say a genuine faith. And here's the real deal that it simply is. It's just a real faith in a real big God. A real faith in a real big God. A sincere faith that understands that we can't live our lives based on our feelings, but we must walk in the truth of God's Word. And it sounds like to me that Paul knew that Timothy had a tendency to be fearful and that sometimes his fears often took the place of his faith. How often do we walk in that place? Allowing our fears to replace our faith, all too often we walk there. Where we allow fear to steer the ship instead of the faith that we have in a real, big, powerful God. But God has called us out today. He's calling out the faith that is within you, the strong, reliable, sincere, genuine, authentic faith. He's calling that out in you today. Today I'm like Paul, where I find it filling me with joy to call out the faith that is within you, to encourage you today, church, to stir up the gift of faith and to walk it out. Anybody with me today? Power. Love and a sound mind, casting out all fear. You see, moms, when your children get out in this world and face it head on, the memory of your faith can give them strength. A mother's faith is generational. It leaves a godly legacy. Can I tell you today that your faith is not just about you? God wants not only to bless you, but he wants to bless your children, and he wants to bless their children too. God wants your faith to encourage others to believe in a real God. God wants to use your faith today to encourage others to step out in faith and believe for miracles. God wants to use your faith today to not only influence your family, but to influence this world for great things. I don't know, but maybe some of us in the house today need to stroke the fires that are within us, to stroke the fires of faith that are within us, to reignite the flame of favor. Y'all say this with me today. I want you to say out loud, I am favored. As a matter of fact, we are highly favored. And God has placed a faith on the inside of us that is powerful, and he is stirring up the flames of faith today. You see, Timothy was apparently discouraged, defeated, and filled with doubt. And maybe many of you are as well today. But let me tell you that God has sent me here today, if for nothing else, but to fan the flames of faith that are on, that are on the inside of you that God himself put there. He wants to encourage you today that your influence is powerful and remind you that those around you need to see that the God you serve is good in the valley just like he is on the mountaintop. That he's good on the day that you feel like you're lacking. He's just as good on that day as he is on the day you feel that everything is in abundance. That your faith is sustaining. Your faith is strong, and the faith that is on the inside of you, the Word says, can move mountains. Paul was writing this letter that we're reading from prison. He was facing a death sentence in Rome, and he knew that he would not live much longer. Think about that. He was writing this letter in a moment that this is what he was going to have the opportunity to say to Timothy. And to this young man, Timothy, he declared, don't lose your faith. Keep the faith. 
Stir up the gift of faith that is on the inside of you, a sincere faith, a meaning that it's genuine, that it's authentic. Let's talk for a moment this morning about a powerful moment that took place at a mother's table. There's a woman in the Bible, a mother in the Bible, who had some pretty amazing things take place at her table. Matter of fact, she had a kitchen miracle. Hallelujah. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 7, we begin to read in the Bible about a woman raising her son all by herself. She was all alone. You see, there was a famine in the land. There was no food, and people were starving to death. But this woman that we read about in the Bible, she had a little bit of flour and she had a little bit of oil. And she looked at her son and decided that she would make a cake, the very last cake. She said, we're going to eat this cake and then we're going to die. But come on, somebody. Our good God sent a word of faith. Right on time, our God sent a prophet with a word from God that was to stir up her faith. God sent in a prophet. We read that in verse 13 of 1 Kings. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. There's that fear again. When we have faith in God and we put our trust in God and we know that our God never fails, we don't have to have fear. Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward are some for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went her way, and she did according to the word of Elijah. She and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. This mama had a kitchen miracle. This mama had a miracle at the table. This mama let her faith shine bright. And I want to tell you, no matter who you are today, any season of life that you are walking in, church, today will we let our faith shine bright in a dark world? Will we obey the word of the Lord and know that he's going to come through and that we're not going to lack for anything, that we're not going to hunger for anything, that we're not going to be in a place of defeat because we serve a victorious God. And when he sends the word, you can stand on that promise. You can act on it and you can go and be faithful because of who God is. That woman didn't let fear stop her. This mother didn't hunger for anything else. She didn't let the fear of the moment dictate her faith. She chose to obey the truth of God. And everything around her looked barren. People all around her were dying of starvation. Everything around her looked empty, looked dry. But the good news is that the Word of God tells me that I don't walk by sight, I walk by faith. We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. So maybe today your mind is on a situation that looks barren. Maybe your mind is on a situation that looks empty or dry. But I'm here to tell you today, stir up the faith that is within you and believe that God can do the impossible because we don't walk by sight. It doesn't matter what you see, we walk by faith in a real big God. And when you feel like you have nothing else, 
you've got your faith and that's all you need. When you feel like there's nothing else to turn to, you've got your faith and you can stand upon that. God tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, he says to hold, everybody say hold, to hold fast the confession of faith. And matter of fact, he says, do that church without wavering for he who is promised is faithful. Hold fast to the faith, a faith without wavering. Why? Because God promised, God said it, and he is faithful. Get a grip on your faith today. Hold tight to your faith today in a dark world. Hold it tight and don't let it go. Your faith declares this morning that I will live, I will not die. Your faith declares the goodness of God. I am set free. We sang that this morning. We sang about raising a hallelujah in the face of our enemies. Can we do that this morning? Can we right now in this moment, whatever you're thinking about right now, whatever you need to have faith about today, I want you to think, will you raise a hallelujah this morning in the middle of the storm? Come on. You know, the song says, sing it louder, sing it louder, declare it louder. See, this makes the enemy afraid. This makes the enemy afraid because he sees a body of people that are raising up a hallelujah. And, you know, it's so amazing. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, where you live. Did you know hallelujah is the same in every language? Did you know hallelujah is so powerful? It doesn't matter where you say it. People know what it means. And today we are lifting up that in this place that we're not going to stand in fear of anything, but we're going to stand in faith. And right in the middle of the storm, we are going to declare that we have faith in a real big God and we're going to declare that he's going to come through. He came through for the generation before me and my grandfather and grandmother. He has come through for me even at my age. He's going to come through for you and he's, I don't know if I'll ever see it and if the Lord tarries, but he's going to come through for my children and their children and their children and he's going to remain faithful. Amen. Amen. It's not based on how things turn out. If it's like you want it to, it's not based on God answering how you want him to, but it's based on the fact that God is faithful and he has given each of us a race to run. Each of us have a race to run and it's a race of faith. When this widow experienced this kitchen miracle at the table and it came time again to sit at the table with her son, would you picture this with me as they sat at the table? Can you just hear the conversation as the oil never runs dry and the flour never gives out? And she looks in the eyes of her son and she says, oh son, God is good. Look at that son, we thought it was over. We thought death was in sight for us. We thought our situation was hopeless, but God sent a word. God sent a word in due season, and by faith we obeyed. By faith we knew that our God would come through. And as that son jumps up from the table to hug his mother, she says to him, son, it's a race of faith. It's a race of faith, and in this life, you're going to have to know about this faith in a God who never fails. It's the only thing that will get you through. He's been faithful to those who have gone before us, and he won't ever fail us either. Maybe this mother, as she sits at the table with her son, paints a picture of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded 
by so great a cloud of witnesses. That's so powerful to me. Those that have gone before us that are running the race of faith, who are cheering us on, just as I'm cheering you on today, to say, keep running, keep going. God is faithful. God is with you, and God will not fail. And they say, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, I don't know how many moments each of us will get at the table with our families in the days to come. Perhaps some of you will enjoy that at lunch today for Mother's Day. But I want to encourage you to please find those at-the-table moments along life's way with those that God entrusts to you. Whether that's your children, your co-workers, whoever it is, it's so important that we find those moments. As generations go by, maybe we let the family meals look a little different, and maybe we don't have little girls who grow up learning how to set the table perfectly. But let's not forsake passing the baton of faith to the next generation. Psalms 145.4, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty works. The message on that says generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Each of us have a measure of faith that is within us that God put there. The question today is what will you do with yours? What are you going to do with yours? It's there. Are you going to leave a legacy of faith? The faith that you've been given that will move mountains. The faith that you've been given that doesn't allow circumstances to dictate the outcome. The faith that you've been given that truly does leave a legacy for the next generation and the next generation to come. Will you leave a legacy of faith? A legacy of not perfect faith, not polished faith, but sincere, authentic, genuine faith in a real big God. Today, how many of you received a little bag of mustard seeds as you came in? Hold those up if you got one. Maybe today you were hoping to get a flower or an ink pen or I don't know. But honestly, you've received a reminder today of something way more powerful. A reminder of the faith that is within you, the faith that you've been given by God. And today, I'm just going to ask that we consider the power of influence that is found in our faith. Today, I'm asking you to consider how you are passing the baton of faith to the next generation, to your family, to your church, to your community. See, in your bag, you notice there's more than just one seed. One of those seeds represents the faith that is within you. God says it only takes one of those seeds the size of a mustard seed. Look how small that is. But the others represent the overflow of your faith that you can pass on to the next generation. Represents an overflow of faith that you're going to have as you begin to trust God. And you begin to stir up the gift of faith within you that's going to pour out to everybody around you. Stand with me this morning. How many of you know the mountains in our life seem really big? 
Anybody in here ever encountered a real big mountain? Raise your hand. Let me see, because if your hand's not raised, you're dead, and we need to call Justin. Need to have you removed from this place. So the mountains in our lives seem really big. And when you look at that bag filled with the seeds, the mustard seed of faith seems really, really small in the physical. Yet God says to us in Matthew that if we have faith as a mustard seed, we can say to that mountain, get out of here, and it's going to move. He said to us that nothing would be impossible in this life if we have faith the size of a mustard seed. And I want to encourage you today to focus on your faith because, listen to me, when you focus on your faith, then you're not focusing on the mountain. And when I read the book of the Bible, when I read the books in the Bible, I don't find an actual account of an actual mountain moving. But I do find account, a recording, recording, whatever you want to call them, story after story that Jesus gives us of one miracle after the other happening in the lives of God's people and happening in the families of his people. And it was people that chose to stand on faith. It was people that chose to declare faith in, again, a real big God. Here's the thing. No matter what's hindering you today, maybe it's with your faith, and maybe today you need to pray, God, I've got faith, but it really does feel that small, and I need you to help my unbelief in this place today. But no matter what's hindering you, choose faith. Choose to plant this seed in your life and watch it feed, watch it grow, watch it nourish and strengthen not only you, but your family and generations to come. And listen, when you focus on that, then you understand that the God we serve is way bigger than your mountain and that God is working on your behalf. See, that amount of faith really does move mountains because when you focus on your faith and God instead of your mountain and your problem, it disappears in His goodness. It disappears in what God means to you. It disappears in the power of his might. And you understand that the God you serve is more powerful than any sickness. The God you serve is more powerful than any financial difficulty. The, the God you serve is more powerful than what's coming against your family, your lost child, and everything that's going on in this world. He is more powerful. And we focus on our faith. It truly does dissolve the mountains because God is greater than anything. And he is more powerful than anything. And he wants to do something in you today he wants to stir up the gift of faith that is within you may God help us today to stir it up to remember it to stand on it to feed it it's going to impact our homes it's going to impact our church our community our world and generations to come with the power of God the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today if you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.